0: So 170 of your best year starts here Your best year, starts right
1: here jack, 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 jack one. Your best year, starts right here. Perhaps the best is this one.
0: And I've realized I start so many of those intros with the exact same words. I deliberately want to do it different this time.
1: I, I was waiting for me and my good friend, Nigel, was there. And obviously I'm not your good friend anymore <laughs> after last week's comment. No, so I, I listened. I was waiting for it. Nah, it's the, it's we, the bits
0: yeah. in between that you've ruined it on, mate. It's the bits that weren't recorded.
1: <laughs> See, that just proves how live this all is. And I have to remember what we did last week. Then we can make the comments.
0: So go on then. Can you remember?
1: No, I absolutely I've got a clue, but I thought I'd be impressive here and say something.
0: Well, you were talking about don't be a knob, and we were talking about customer service, and we were talking about you know don't use COVID as an excuse. Um,
1: now I remember. See, I knew I'd get there. I knew, yeah. I knew I'd get there.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and you know I think honestly I do think I can't talk about worldwide, but certainly here in the UK, I definitely think that COVID has been used as a as a how do I put this a reason to reduce customer service which it doesn't need to be. You know, I do get that there's been staff, uh, staff shortages and I do get that there's been challenges. There has been for everybody, you know, for you and I in terms of what we do, you know, getting up on stage. Most of the stages have been shut. So we've had to do stuff on Zoom or on Teams or, you know, WebEx well, you or you. whatever, and it changes the experience. But it doesn't mean that you can't turn up in a way that's phenomenal. You know, I I, I mentioned to you um, when we were off air, you know, the one of the bits of feedback I had from a recent presentation Somebody sent a message that basically said, you know, I'm sick of Zoom. No one can hold my attention for more than about 10 minutes. Neil kept my attention for an hour and I'd have happily stayed for another one. Now, you know, I'm not saying that to big myself up. I'm saying that to say that it can be done, right? It just takes a bit of effort and a bit of thought and a bit of planning to make yourself not be like every other presenter that puts up a PowerPoint presentation and reads their slides. You know, I, I don't do that on stage. I'm not going to do it on Zoom.
1: But you know, my friend, Jeff Ryan. Indeed. Who- who wrote a book called Celebrity Service. Yeah, what's indeed. amazing for him, he still says the same line, that through COVID, if a celebrity walked into your business... What would you do? It'd be amazing, yeah. how, you, it'd be amazing how you act. Yeah. So let's leave the world of COVID for a moment because there's so much stuff in the news going on. And being genuine and being who you are is probably the one thing that's going to separate I was, going to, I was going to say the men from the boys, you can't say that anymore. From the people, from the people. Um, well, it's actually,
0: that, that, but... I saw a news article that says it's what separated Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Um, you know. Yeah,
1: is that, is that so? Is that? Yeah.
0: Apparently, apparently, uh, I mean, I only skimmed it. It came up on Facebook and I was like, Okay, this is interesting. Not that you were
1: reading the Sun, you were reading the Sun, be honest.
0: Well, I I don't know which newspaper it was, it was in in my Facebook feed. I clicked on the link, and it was because the the headline was something like, you know, the real reason Kim's divorcing Kanye or something. And I thought, I'm not that interested, but I'm interested enough that I'll click on it and and skim the first couple of paragraphs.
1: And it basically time out, time out, Neil. See, there's the point if your heading is good enough. People will be drawn to it. 100%. If the service or your menu is attractive enough. People will go one stage further. If it just says Wi Fi in all rooms or the best, you remember in hotels, you say hot and cold water in <laughs> all rooms. Well, I'd kind of hope that would be the case, you know, but it goes back to. If you make a big enough impression or you make a big enough impact, you make a big enough splash, people will be drawn in. So you got drawn in by what phrase? What was the phrase? I can't remember
0: the exact words, but it was something like the real reason why Kim is divorcing Kanye or something like that. But but basically skimming the first paragraph or two, it, it pretty much says she's decided that she's going to be herself and stop people pleasing. It didn't use those words, but that's basically what it was, right? And, you know, if you show up as you, Here's my experience. If you show up as you, the people that love you for you will love you more. If you show up as a pastiche of somebody else, nobody what even word? gets Sorry, no, what word? a pastiche. Ooh, oh, I know. We fancy. Been to, hey, we been to university? <laughs> oh, but, but you know, but if you, if you turn up as a version of somebody else, you're only ever going to be like a, a cheap imitation, you know, so show up as you 100% and don't make apologies for it. Um, that doesn't mean you've got carte blanche blanch to do whatever you want. You know, like like Nigel said last week, don't be a knob. You know, turn up as yourself, but still turn up as a, a decent version of yourself. Um, but if you're pretending to be somebody else, you won't be able to keep it up. You won't be you know, able to maintain that watched, forever.
1: Have you ever watched Big Brother? Indeed. So when, what happens with Big Brother, especially in the early seasons, more than the late seasons, yep. the person would come into the house and they know the cameras were on them, and for the first two or three days they, were they quite have a persona. Fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by day four, the real person showed up, yep. and then you used to look at the camera, and go, "You must know you're on camera. You must realise you're being a knob." I'm going back to my fav- my new word for money, <laughs> no, because when you then think about the celebrity Big Brothers and all the ones who've got into trouble, it's because the real of them has shown up instead of this false persona mm. that they think the camera wants to see. Because you can't be an invitation for more than about two or three days. It's a,
0: I mean, it's a bit like if you watch something like The Apprentice, you know, it's another good example. You watch the little show reel that they put on in like episode one, where yeah, everyone's like, oh, well, I'm the best entrepreneur in the world and this is why. I'm... And you go about two or three weeks in, you go, what planet are you on? You well, know, because cause you, see, you see pressure. a different side. And very often the ones that are less confident in the beginning are the ones that have actually got the skills. The ones that well, have overcompensated because, and put their egos out there, like th- there's nothing behind it, right?
1: But, but there's the point about what you said, that they put out this persona they think the world needs to see, yep. but the real them is a shy, insecure person who wants that 50 minutes of fame. Now, both my kids have done TV, as you know. I've done a couple of TV programs. Yeah, I've done some and what, too. And what you need to understand is that the camera's always rolling, yep. and you need to be really careful I mean, I still remember doing a TV programme where Tracy Cox and I both had mics on and we were, in the middle of, we were on a boat in the middle of the Caribbean, the most stunning location. We've borrowed one of the boats from the America's Cup to watch these three married couples that we were working with do a team exercise, forgetting our mics are on and we are talking about these three people. <laughs> and about an hour later, the camera crew came up to and said, that was fascinating if we could only have put that on TV. Yeah. And then you start thinking about the you know, the Kim kardashian of these people, that this persona they need to put on TV because the only reason that program is watchable is because they have to act in a certain way. I mean if you just saw them washing up like most normal couples do and reading their kids to bedtime story, there'd be nothing to watch. Mm -hmm. So you've got to dramatize all this. Mm -hmm. You know, selling sunset, these programs like selling houses. It's not I mean, it's a phenomenal job being an estate agent. And I think they do a fantastic job. Yep. But selling something in 19-inch heels, walking across cobblestones, just doesn't make sense. But be, but you wouldn't want to watch the TV if it wasn't personality-led. Yep. Yeah. It's, My daughter's it, it, a it, casting it, it, producer, as you know. Indeed. And it's really interesting to, because she's got to find people that you'd want to watch regardless of the show. Yep. So, you know, yeah. she's now doing Come Dine With Me. You know, so you've got to be it's a program that's been on for a very long time, it's had phenomenal success, but they're now doing come down with the professionals. Okay. What's really interesting is that you've got to find people that are willing to not be in control of their own kitchen. Yeah. Because now this is gonna be restaurants going to other restaurants. Yeah. And all of a sudden they don't know how it's gonna be cut and how it's gonna be edited. Because so it's got to be TV watchable. We have the advantage that we can edit a podcast like this, but when we're on stage or when we're negotiating with a client or when we're seeing someone, they're getting the real Neil, they're getting the real Nigel. Yep. What are you putting out to the universe?
0: Yeah. One thing that's interesting for me, actually having, um, having had various conversations with people when I've come off stage, this is the bit I find fun. Um, fun. Maybe that's the wrong word. I don't know, but yeah, but I've, I've had conversations with people where they've said, Oh my God, you're you. And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, well, I've met this person, and you know, or we've had this person speak, or this person speak, or I've been to this person's events. And when they come off the stage, they're very different to how they are when they're on it. Whereas you come off the stage, and you're just the same as we saw you're, on. You're
1: still a, you're yeah. still a knob.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the only difference is I probably turned the volume down from like an eleven to a nine. You know, as in, you know, there's a there's an amped up energy when you're on stage in front of a large number of people that you need to have to command that presence. Right. But everything I say on stage, I'd happily say off stage. You know, There's, well, no, there's, I'm, I'm no, there's, there's, there's nothing that I wouldn't say to someone's face directly that I'm saying to an audience. You know, the, the, the two things match. But um,
1: that's the key thing. Everything you say on stage. Is what you'd be happy to say off stage. Yeah, and when you're off stage, you'd be happy for it to be shared on stage.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, That's called
1: being in integrity.
0: Yeah, and and we've talked before about the idea of out integrity. I mean, I don't think that word exists, but you know, a lot of people will probably understand that feeling of some part of your life doesn't feel like it's working right now, which can have an impact on every area of your life because you don't quite feel comfortable, so you don't quite show up at your best for anything. You know and that that can be really challenging and I think in, interestingly for me when i was um when I was driving back home prior to us doing this, I was thinking you know okay, so what can we what, what can we talk about in this?" And one of the things that jumped into my head that we we've, I don't know if we've ever talked about on on this show actually is the way that I think as human beings we quite naturally com- uh, compartmentalize parts of our life sometimes. And, you know, for me, if I'm really honest, I went through a a period of my life where I would have like distinct things that weren't supposed to meet. So I'd have like distinct groups of people and distinct activities and they weren't supposed to all meet. They weren't all supposed to collide. And part of that was because they probably all knew slightly different versions of me. And like if they all met each other. Like, you know, they'd find out the truth kind of thing. They'd get the whole story. And there wasn't anything sinister in there. There wasn't anything major to hide in there. But it was just, there were slightly different bits of my personality that would come out in these different environments. And I don't know if it's just an age thing, but, you know, these days I don't care. And like I say, I think part of it's just getting older. You know what I mean? It's like I've reached a point where you accept me as I am or you don't, and that's up to you. It's not a reflection of me. Um but I think so many of us can compartmentalize our life.
1: But you know that men can compartmentalize because we have different boxes in our brain that we put stuff into boxes and never the twain shall meet. Mm-hmm. Women have boxes that are all interlinked. So they find it very difficult to do that in the same way because they are wired slightly differently. So before anyone starts saying, I'm being sexist or predators, I'm not, it's just the way our, wise, sure. uh, our brain is wide. But what you and I will sometimes do is that story over there is not the persona that we want to put over here. And only when our ego gets let... Sorry, only when we are, we are big enough and ugly enough to say the world needs to see who we really are at our core, who you are, your essence, then you you know you're more lovable. And yeah. when you show the video of you when you were a few pounds heavier holding your baby, which I know you did at, a, at a, an event, which was amazing. I heard lots of feedback about it. Yeah. But when you show up that way to say to people, this is who I, who I was... This is who I am. This is the version I like more. But we've all got other versions. Yep. The problem is when you try and hide that stuff, because most of us have got a history, Yeah. ironically. And you know, that's his story, her story. Yeah. You know, that's what history is all about. Yeah. The problem yep. is we are scared of showing up as we really are in case we're not liked. Yeah. I, I know that 2% of every audience do not like me. And it doesn't matter what I do. But that's their stuff, yeah. and I can try and appease to those two percent, and then I lose the ninety-eight percent. Or I can just be me, and the two percent that don't get me, I apologise. This is just who I am. Do I sometimes swear? Do I say some inappropriate words? Have I not quite not got my genders right? I promise you from the bottom of my heart, I want to be in integrity, but I mess up sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's funny, just quickly on that note. There's um. There's like a, a a booker, you know, one of the events people in one of the organisations I've done quite yeah, a lot. In yeah, whatever you want to call it, event. I think <laughs> the, I think the title is actually events manager, um, but in one of the organisations I've done quite a bit of work with, and um, they they do you know like feedback forms from every single event they run for every delegate. Obviously, not everyone fills it in, but a couple of times when they've been giving me feedback, you know, they tell you how many fives you got. You know, oh, we had this many forms and you got this many fives. And I'm like, awesome. Okay, how many ones? No, they're like, well, don't, don't you want to know the fours? I'm like, no, I'm really not interested in the twos, threes, and fours. Tell me the fives and the ones. That's all I care about. Because I want to know how many people really like my message and how many really dislike it. Yeah, you know, everybody else that's indifferent, to be quite honest with you, I'm probably not going to make any impact on their lives.
1: We used to put the word rotten on our feedback forms. Mm-hmm. Rot to exceptional. Because it really let people know, you know, because... Sometimes we do accept, but I once had someone say it was really rotten, and it was rotten because I put down either my PA or I put down my wife in public. Okay, and you know I was talking about elephants, and I said, "Yeah, my wife" or whatever, something like that, and they went, "That was just really rotten." So I understood where they came from. It wasn't polite; it was my weird sense of humor. So I get that. But if anybody knows me, I say it in public. But I, I've never not said it in public. I've said it in front of her, behind her. You know, but so I'm okay with that. But yeah. if someone had said it on something else, that would have affected me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I, I, you know, you said it to me about, you know, the book and stuff like that. You're like, the, the, there are some people who think your book the best thing they've ever read. There'll be some people that hate it, you know. And lo and behold, the first sort of slightly negative review I got, I was like, hmm, not sure I feel about this. Now when I oh, actually, Nigel told me to expect this. <laughs> and then I thought about other parts of, you know, my life and my work. And it's like, there's always going to be somebody that dislikes what you do. Doesn't mean that it's not a value, right? you know and actually let's wrap this episode up but we'll wrap it up with a, a little thing that i read uh yesterday yesterday and a mutual friend of ours uh, sanjeev shared yep. a shared a story about a watch and I, don't okay, if, yep. I don't i don't know if you've seen it okay yeah
1: it's, it's either that. it's either a brother watch or the car or car yeah i've <clears throat> seen, i've seen
0: both yep. um but you know it's about a, a watch that you know this i think it's a dad gives the watch to his son or something like that and he tells him, you know, he's welcome to to take it to a jewelry sh- jewelry shop and try and sell it. And he takes it to this particular shop, and they make him an offer, and it's I don't know thousand pounds or something. But they say it'd be worth more if it wasn't scratched or damaged or something. And he comes home and he tells his dad the story, and his dad says, "Okay, well, take it to the pawn shop down the road, see how much they'll give you for it." He takes it in there, and they're like, you know, they give him two hundred quid for it because you know oh, it's old and n- nobody's really buying watches like this anymore. Everyone wants smart watches, whatever. And then he gets him to join a, um, like a watch collector's group on Facebook or something and put a picture of the watch up in there. And somebody tells him that, you know, if he took it to auction, it'd be worth £100,000. Right? And the point is, the thing's not worth any more or any less. It's worth what the audience around it see as its value. You know, and it's the same for you. You know, whatever it is you're good at, your skills aren't worth less just because people don't appreciate them. And they aren't worth more because people appreciate them. You just got to get yourself around the right people where you can feel appreciated. You know, that's, that's the rough gist of that story. Don't
1: let other people's opinion affect your self-worth.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, one of the biggest shifts in my own life over the last, I don't know, I'm I'm going to say eight years, eight to 10 years, that kind of timescale. Um, it started off with me caring less what other people think of me. It's now got to the point of, you know, don't get me wrong, I like your approval. If you want to give me your approval, I will happily take it. I will take five star reviews and everything else all day long, but I don't need them. You know, if I know I'm showing up as me and I'm in integrity with me and I'm being authentic to me and I'm comfortable with me, what you think of me doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter at all. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter at all. No, it does matter but it doesn't matter that much. I'd rather have your approval, but I don't need it.
1: Can we pick that up next week? Because something you just said, I really want to clarify, but my attention span is going and I don't care that much about you.
0: That's fine. Write it down quickly so you remember. No, I don't care about you
1: that much. <laughs> I, I need to go now. I've got more, more, more and more people to see. I'll see you next week. See
0: you next week. Your,
1: year, it right here. your mother will love that bit. <laughs>